Hi guys, welcome to another episode of So Space Podcast. I am Ashley and we are at To Be Frank, a lovely little bar in Kennedy Town, which unfortunately, hey, is closed <laughs> during this uh, social distancing COVID time. But available are takeaways, takeaway cocktails, takeaway jaffles, takeaway ribs, whatever you want. Um, to Be Frank has got your back if it's those three things. My guest today is Ramona Carla. It's her Instagram handle. Uh, she is a UFC fighter at the PI Institute in Shanghai. Um, this is our second time talking with her, so I hope you guys enjoy. Should we just leave this here? Like Fruit balls. Okay. Yeah, nice. Just four We're lemons so and an apple, because you know, what are you gonna do with that? We're so sophisticated. Breakfast, lunch, way. dinner, and snack. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I just eat lemons like I eat apples. <laughs> Apparently, oh if you eat a lemon like you eat an apple, it is not sour. Apparently. I Apparently. I have apparently. Tried it. <laughs> I've tried it with an orange and it gave me an allergic reaction. Oh my God. Because <laughs> apparently I'm allergic to orange peel. Oh my God. Uh, as a kid when I was young. Oh my God. So I thought I'd be like, oh, I'm so funny. And then oh. I just got like a massive, oh. massive rat. What? So uh, I haven't Bizarre. tried it with a lemon yet though. So You can um, do oranges though? Um, It didn't taste good. Okay. Yeah, but I guess it wasn't sour. But you're not allergic to oranges. Like no, just I'm not allergic orange to oranges. Milk. I just, I don't think I'm allergic to them anymore because I've eaten like dried up orange peel, like, you know, in cocktails. Mm. I just sort of chewed my way through it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm Am I going to die at yeah. this bar? Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. Living dangerously. <laughs> That's mad. Yeah. But just the peel. Interesting. Yeah. But apparently if you bite through a lemon, um, it isn't sour because the peel makes it not so, so, one to try on lockdown, oh, yeah. peeps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the biting into on lemon Monday. <laughs> yeah. But you're free. Congrats. Yeah. You're out of uh, home quarantine. Yeah, I know. Well, I, yeah, to be honest, like, I didn't have that hard of a time because obviously, like, being at home, it wasn't just like a room that I was, like, you know, mm. it wasn't isolated a state into. buildings. And yeah, of, yeah. Like, I think if I had been in Shanghai quarantining at the place in the dorms where we live, that would have been really rough, mm. I think. Was that an option for you then to either go from yeah. Thailand to Shanghai? Well, actually the dorms wouldn't take us. So what I would have to have done and what I was actually going to do was to um, get a hotel room mm. and then quarantine there because there are hotels um, doing that. Yeah. yeah, but then that's like all the extra two weeks stay in a hotel. Yeah. And you're just like in that room. Like yeah, and the, the gym time. would be closed as well, I imagine. Yeah, and you, yeah, you just can't leave your room. So it's just really that. So yeah. That would have been tough. Yeah, it sounds pretty so, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Even so it's nice, yeah, so it's nice to be at home and, like, you know, there's space. and yeah. You have what you crazy. need there. you got a little home gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's that's uh, kind of my, what was my grandma's place? That's, like, slash home gym. So it's, like, when she visits, because she doesn't live here. And so my dad kind of took it upon himself like 12 years ago to build his home gym. So he's been ready for the last Ready decade, for the apocalypse. For 2020. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we never appreciated it either, you know, uh, because, uh, well, it's like, ugh, I'm, a, I'm a membership at Pure, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we don't have watt bikes here. Like, we don't have cable crossover, squat racks, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then now it's like, 
yo thank god i got this bench wow yeah Yeah, exactly Exactly. (laughs) yeah that's also i was was following along while you were sort of in captivity yeah um and sort of their little your pleasures of opening the window oh yeah those are like real feels i think yeah i you don't think about it you know because you're like oh it's fine you know i'll be indoors and like you don't realize how even if it's just leaving the building to get in the car, go walking to grab lunch, going, you know, little things like going to the supermarket, being in contact with outside air. And then after like about a week, when I stuck my head out the window, I was like, wow, I could like hear the sounds of construction. It was all just like foreign to me almost. Mm. And then the breeze in my hair. And, you know, this is I'm, we live in Kaze Bay. So it's like kind of, you know, generally city pollution and like, you know, noise pollution, all that stuff. Um, but it felt really nice. Mm. And so you kind of think about and appreciate those little things, you know. And I think that's what quarantine, I think the biggest benefit of that experience as, like, boring and as, like, you know, kind of uncomfortable it may be for some people. Especially the ones who, like, feed off the energy of other people. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not because I'm an introvert. So it, like, worked out perfectly to, like, yeah. be alone. Like, this yes. Is totally fine. Yeah. Um, you learn to appreciate the little things, you know, like just being outside and, and having the freedom to do that. Yeah. Did you ever feel like, oh, because you can't go, you're like, oh, I want to go out even more. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, all these things that I'm going to do when I get out there. You know, it's like, <laughs> I was like, when I get out, I'm going to do this and that and things that I never used to do. So um, one thing that I picked up is running. Yeah. So I, I'm not a runner. I hate running. I, I always have. Um, I've always been like, I'm not built for it. I'm not built for it. But like really... Um, you know, cause I'm always doing MMA training and wrestling and all that stuff. And like, by the time you're done with that, it's like, well, what energy do I have to run? Mm. And also I've got like knee issues in the past and all this stuff. Mm. And if I have to do extra cardio, which is not, not often, or it'd be like during fight camp where it's like, okay, let's get the energy expenditure up. I always choose the bike. Also yeah. low impact, you know? Oh wait, uh, uh, just like a watt bike, not an assault yeah, yeah. bike. Well, maybe an assault bike, you know, like I kind of switched between back and forth, assault bike, walk bike. Like oh. I've, I've, I've come to love the assault bike. Actually, I have to say we're friends now. Oh, we're friends God. now. I was talking to um, Terrence Mitchell. We did like mm-hmm. an IG live yeah. and he's saying he spent like two or an hour and a, an hour and 20 minutes on the assault bike trying to do like, I forgot. It's like a, a kilometer or something like this or something ridiculous. Really? And I was just like, that sounds terrible. Yeah, I think it depends on the intensity. Like, I don't know what wattage he was at, but it's it's. I've spent I've spent an hour on on the assault bike. It, it sucks. Yeah, it starts to hurt. But um, to I mean, if you zone out, have like a you know podcast going or something like that. If you if you if it's if the workout is to sustain, I mean, I would I would hope mm. that like you wouldn't be on an air bike for an hour going at like you know eighty percent or like ninety percent or anything like that. Yeah. Like it wouldn't be possible anyway. Yeah. So you know, assuming that you're on this like steady state kind of thing, like, I don't know, it's kind of nice after okay. you get over the, the whole like, oh my God, I'm on an assault bike right now. <laughs> it's been 20 minutes and I have another 40. The good thing about assault bikes is they come with a built-in fan. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You yeah. do get nice uh, yeah. hair, hair feels. Yeah. Fiance feels. Yeah. But, uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it helps cool you down. Yeah. But yeah, so running, I think it's more of like a, I hate to do it mm. and it's uncomfortable, mm. so I should do it. Yeah. I should find ways to help me cope with that, like what's uncomfortable about it. It's not so much the physical aspect that's uncomfortable about it. Well, a little bit, but like it's more the boredom that I'm yeah. just like, oh, so redundant. And yeah. Like <laughs> what am I doing Constant, here? yeah. I'm just, especially on a treadmill too, you know? And then 
I feel like it just takes a lot of discipline. And a lot of times it's like you in your own mind negotiating with yourself because you'll be like, okay, right, I have this plan. I'm going to run 10K today. And then like three kilometers in, you're like, ugh. Like maybe I shouldn't. Like, yeah. you know, they're like, oh, 10 K's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe I'll do like eight and then you get to four. You're like, oh, that's just halfway to eight. God, I don't know if I have time for this. There's so much I have to do. And you go through this to-do list in your head. You're like, no, I don't know that I have time to like finish this 8K. And like maybe I'll just do six, you know? Yeah. So you're constantly just being like, no, I don't want to do it. This is like boring. This is dull. And so I think it's that like that. That overcoming that mm-hmm. overcoming that like you just want to quit because you're just like oh i don't want this you know but like ultimately it'll be good for you as long as you're not like sprinting the whole way yeah um, it's like a lot of energy management i'm finding like we've had a few runners like long distance runners on here yeah. that are like you know you just do it and i'm like i don't no. know no i don't know no <laughs> You, yeah it just it you just it's like practicing you have to practice running yeah like people don't think they're like running whatever you know and like everyone's run in their life you know everyone's run before mm. so they think like oh running blah 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 but like to actually do it consistent consistently um takes practice yeah and you won't necessarily get to a point where you actually enjoy it either yeah <laughs> i think you kind of just are a little you try to numb yourself mm. to the parts that you don't enjoy yeah and then once you get through it though like you're always like yes i smashed it yeah Uh, but along with that comes like you have to really take rehab seriously with like the foam rolling with the stretching and everything because it's so easy to just be like oh i got this thing on my leg or like oh i got this niggle and then be like i can't run it's it's bad for me yes you know my my procrastination levels before a run are so high that I'm like I have to get out the door like as soon as possible. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just gonna be like, just do oh, it. Look, I found this thing that yeah. I need to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the worst, yeah, because it's just you, right? You're, yeah. No one's waiting for you. Yeah. But I feel like the hardest part is like the the first like five minutes. Yeah. You know, it's like it, any workout ever. It's always the warm up that's the hardest to get the sweat going. Mm. That is the hardest. Like when you're doing like even just body weight lunges at the beginning of workout as a warm up, you're like, God, I'm so tired right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have like a like a pump up routine for? Uh, so I'll definitely foam roll always to begin, and even that foam rolling is like you're foaming your IT band. You're like, oh my God, this hurts. But I feel That's like that kind of sets the tone too for yeah. like, okay, get through this foam rolling and then you do dynamic stretching you know i might use use massage ball a little bit um so yeah i kind of have this little bit of a routine with like getting warmed up and then once i feel like that point where you're about to start sweating and then you kind of just get a little bit more pumped up Mm. then you start your run because i think if you just jump straight into a run like nothing just come downstairs from your flat and just start running you can do it yeah but it's, it's it's a slow start yeah you know, so I feel a, like that extra little like five, 10 minute warm up, like just in your home um, helps a lot. Like Spider-Man stretches and like, mm, you know, mm. kind of get that, hamst- that hamstring one. What is it called? Like picking up the trash or whatever. I've got a few. You reach, reach down. I've got poke the grass and then I also yeah. have herding ducks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. I like Way the better than ducks. picking up the trash. Yeah. <laughs> duck herder rather than a trash collector. I like that. Duck yeah. herder is the way. Yeah, yeah. there you go. So I think that's one of the things during this like off season time that I'm like, okay, that's one thing that I know I can do anywhere I am. So there's like no excuse. Um, And I know I can just benefit from it because it's also, you know, mentally I hate it Mm. and I should do it. 
physiologically I'm training my aerobic capacity and that's the one thing that we don't have time for yeah. when we're in fight camp because we're so caught up with like wrestling, MMA, jiu-jitsu, striking. Uh, you don't really focus on that long duration kind of thing because, you know, when you're not sparring, you have to be recovering and then you have to be doing your strength training to make sure you have that, you know, um, strength base and then your high intensity stuff to make sure your conditioning is on point and steady state stuff takes the longest. And it's, I think the most often neglected part. Mm. And so for me, it's like, if I can do that every day, kind of switch between like running or like, and biking a stationary bike, um, then at least that's taken care still of. Working towards your goal as well. Yeah. You've still got the momentum, uh-huh. which is something like I've been following you. You've sort of just been like, I am not losing this momentum. Like yeah. this is mine and I'm going to take it. Yeah. Where, I mean, sounds like you've been like that uh, your whole life. Uh, well, I mean. <laughs> but if not, where does it co- sort of come yeah, from? Yeah. So, well, I think, you know, we had this conversation before where, you know, everyone, everything kind of started for me when I decided to take this seriously. You know, of course, martial arts has always been a passion of mine, even before I started training it. It's just really into it with the movies and like, you know, the whole idea of like discipline and like, mm. you know, you're, you're wearing your little uniform and like taekwondo class. Way yeah, of life. yeah, exactly. Like, like those badasses, like how do they become so bad, mm-hmm. you know? And it's through through challenge and adversity like any movie you ever see it's always like starts off with this you know the hero who's just like this totally average person and then through like periods of challenge and adversity they get to mold themselves into this person at the end who can like beat the bad guy you know get the girl whatever guy whatever you're into so I think that once I decided that I was gonna pursue MMA was the moment where I was like and, and, and actually trying it because at the time I didn't know am I going to like this maybe I'm going to hate it maybe I'm going to get knocked out and I'm just going to be so embarrassed you know like have maybe, you been knocked out before? no okay. I've been I know knock on wood yeah. <laughs> um, I've been rocked in an amateur boxing match but not knocked out yeah I've been choked unconscious in jujitsu, but yeah so hopefully you know we'll see Ho- yeah. hopefully we can we can avoid that yes <laughs> but if it happens it happens right um, that's the risk that uh, you know we're all we all signed up for yep and so I think having um, gotten into the sport later, I've always had the time thing, mm. you know, and that, that's something that I've been really exploring as well recently in recent years and how that's kind of affecting everything. But that's another thing we can talk about later. Um, and being like, okay, well, I'm, I'm 27. I'm going into this career. You know, I don't have so much time left and I need to kind of maximize and, as soon as I got into it, the more I realized this is what I should be doing, the more motivated I become. And after a while, it's like over two years, three years, I've been through this much. And it's almost like, just keep going. Like I've, I've been through all this, like suffered so much, mm. you know, like we'll all be for nothing. Mm. And so it's like, you just want to keep going. Cause you're like, I'm already like here, like wherever halfway is, you don't know where halfway is, but then I've already gone through this and I'm not going to let it be wasted the surgeries the injuries all this suffering the pain and so I think that's what keeps pushing me forward but also knowing like how detrimental like a week off could be and not a week off of like you know taking care of yourself and everything and just like taking a week off training or like 
minimizing the load and like bringing intensity down but like a week off of oh if I decide I want to have a big night out and after that big night out I'm like I don't want to work out today and then you start eating like crap and then you start hating yourself and then that cycle of self-loathing and making terrible choices with your food with like your social life with your sleeping with your recovery and kind of a week of that that's on obviously like an extreme on the extreme scale but but it's not unheard of either. yeah exactly and that, because it can be even post-fight when that happens. Mm. And it takes so long to come back from that. Mm. And I've, I know what that's like. And also having been injured and taking, you know, that six months off and having to rebuild from an injury and a surgery. Like, I know how much effort it is. And yeah. not just the physical effort, but, like, the psychological effort and the psychological, like... All the things that come to your pressure mind. Yeah. That comes to you that... that you know even like the depression that it brings you through these like cycles where you just think that you're nothing and then you have to like build yourself and you have to like seek people that will support you you know uh and it's it's a difficult process and so it's like for me like maintenance Mm. is the easiest part even though people are like there's one guy who messaged me he was like um He's like, why are you grinding so hard? Do you have a fight coming up? I was like, no, I'm just trying to stay in shape. And he's like, what, why? Like, why? Like, there's nothing going on. Mm. And I was like, well, I just don't want to be playing catch up when things finally fall into place, which they will at some point, you know? And I don't want to be, you know, if they're going to look at this whole class of fighters and they're going to see, okay, who are we going to get to fight for? Everyone's going to want to fight. Everyone hasn't fought in months, right? At that point. Who are they going to get to fight first? Obviously the people who are closest to being in shape. Yeah. You know, who have like the least amount of work to do. You yeah. can like kind of go into a general prep for four weeks and then go jump straight into fight camp for six weeks. And that's where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And so it's everything from like, you know, my nutrition and my diet, my sleep, um, all the recovery stuff. Like I felt like, oh, maybe when I come back to Hong Kong, I'll just be more relaxed. It'll be almost like a holiday. But mm. I think with all the goals that I have, like it's kind of just automatically become what I would do anyway, regardless, even if I was like, you know, in Shanghai or like in Phuket training in a training camp, mm. but just my training is different and limited to what I can do, mm. which I'm maximizing every day. So I think that's kind of where it comes from. Yeah. And you're definitely not, you're sort of hashtag always ready. You're yeah. definitely not making sort of hashtag no excuses. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah exactly. You know, all of this stuff, which is, which is amazing. And it, it can be really difficult to do. And I think at the time, at this moment, there's so many people that have these qualities, but then they're like, oh, you know, could have, could have done more, but now this is what's happening. And you're yeah. like, why are you just resigning to that? Yeah. Um, and then, but then at the same time, like I know for a fact that I put a lot of pressure on myself, like you were just talking about after fights and there's that huge bounce back. So I bounce back majorly. <laughs> like um, As you do, as, <laughs> as we all do. Like I, so from the day of fighting, it'll be like drinking, hangovers and like, that's yeah. it. I'm gone for like maybe a month, Yeah, maybe. And it's terrible. And I'll put so much pressure on myself to come back from that. Yeah. That, you know, it's it's yeah. it's quite hard to it, manage. Yeah, because it's always a balance, right? Like you don't want to be like after you fight and then you're back. You know, you have those people who are like back in the gym right away and they yeah. want to spar on the Monday. It's like, yeah, no, yeah, like take sure. your time, you know. And then you have the <laughs> other side that's like just like, oh, I'm just gonna everything that I've been denying myself for such a period yeah. of time, I'm just gonna indulge, right? So there's that happy medium where it's like you have to take your week off. You can definitely enjoy yourself, but kind of also keep in mind that like. I don't need to just overdo it. Um, And like you said, 
it with this going on right now, it's really easy to make excuses because now it's like the entire planet has an excuse to just sit around and stay home, hashtag stay home and yeah. <laughs> not do anything. And I th- feel like that's very much like kind of a victim mentality hmm. too because you're, you're kind of feeling sorry for yourself with everything that's going on. You're like, oh, because obviously all the fighters in this planet, all the pro fighters, they want to fight. Hmm. But if right now, and I know that there are a lot of them that are doing this and you know, am I to judge? Like, no. But a lot of them who are kind of just like, oh, f- fuck it. Like, no one's fighting anyway. There are no shows on the horizon. Like, it's not going to matter if I have this chocolate bar and then, like, this tub of ice cream later and then a pizza, mm. smash a pizza and then a donut. Are you watching me? But the thing is, <laughs> oh, that's, that's me outside the window, you know, in that tree. You hear yeah. a little rustling. That's me, actually, with my camcorder. Um, but, um, yeah, it's it's... And I know this because we, as fighters, we deny ourselves that for so long because you have to be so pristine with like your your lifestyle choices that I know if you go down that route, it's a slippery slope. And if you are someone who can do that for one day and then just like bounce back up from it the next day, um, you're a better human than I am. Yeah, they make those slopes super slippery. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So you're just like tumbling down this like rabbit hole, you know, and it's just really easy to get there. And then... Once you get like a week of that, it's just hard to make yourself come back right away yeah. because you're like, well, what for? Yeah. So and you're also like, I feel, I mean, sort of chemically what you've put into your body is oh, yeah. what's going to be like, you're, you feel like working out today. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, like, exactly. I feel like being a fat shit today. Exactly. <laughs> if I smash pizza and chips or whatever and popcorn one, one day, like the next day, I, I don't want to train. Yeah. I'm just tired when I wake up, even if I slept like nine hours, yeah. you know? Which, so. probably, which, which might happen because of carb coma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and all the sodium and the fat and like whatever it is that those, you know, you know, those, uh, the, the magic dust powder, delicious stuff that's on those chips but yeah it's you know feeling sorry for yourself and being like well you know what what's the point what's the use because honestly like if you took a week off like it'd be fine right now mm. but then what does that mean what does that week off translate to afterwards mm. you know so that's something to consider and um it's it's the difference between like oh no one's gonna care like why am i doing it like all the other fighters are just like stuffing their faces like i can do it too which is like true like yeah there are a lot of people doing that yeah you can but what does that help you yeah you know like yeah there's a lot of uncertainty and people deal with it in such different ways and there's some people that are kind of they 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 get really anxious most of us will get anxious you know unknown the unknown is a scary thing just like darkness of like not knowing what's coming next Mm -hmm. you know missing a step and so people deal with it differently and a lot of people kind of just struggle and they're just like i can't if it's something they can't control Mm. then they just like go flying off the rails yeah and there's like what what am i doing this for you know and then they're always kind of like, well, I'm going to hit weight anyway. It'll be fine. Like, I'll, I'll get there. Like I, like, I always have. And, you know, it's almost like a cop out. Mm. Um, but if you're truly dedicated to the purpose of being the best fighter that you can be, and if you're still within your career, like, I just don't Things understand how that changes your habits, you know. And really, every single day should be getting that much closer, even if the opportunity is not there. Like, like you said, stay ready, you mm. know, because you never, you never, and you never know. And like, I feel like all of my big opportunities or like big breaks have come out of nowhere, mm. like out of nowhere, you know, it wasn't like a buildup of like, you know, when you get to a, like, you're going to get this opportunity. It's just been like, somebody says something and then like through someone else, like all of a sudden I get this message or an email or whatever. Mm. And, um, and I've, 
you know, and I feel like if you just kind of fall off and you're waiting for an opportunity to then get ready, like, no. It ain't going to come to you. That's not going to work out ever. Ah. Yeah, what's it like as well now that, because you're not in the PI, but are you still getting your training from them? And what's that sort of coaching dynamic like? Yeah, so unfortunately, like, you know, no MMA kind of stuff, like no skill-based stuff, unless you're like doing your own thing. I mean, if you have a partner to do it with, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. But uh, right now, our SNC coach writes my program. So I just started with him this week again. So it's nice to like, you know, the goal is really just to maintain fitness or maintain strength with him. And then I'm doing my own kind of fitness on the side. And so it'll be, you know, twice a week. I try to mimic it so that it's like, you know, we spar hard twice a week Mm -hmm. on a Tuesday and a Friday. So then I'm trying to do where I do like a really intense conditioning thing on a Friday, on a Tuesday and a Friday, even though it's like, probably running based or like circuits like sprints not or something the same yeah but at least it's like getting my heart rate up to that zone you know so that at least twice a week i hit that mm. so i'm not like you know it's been a month since i've gotten my heart rate up to 170 yeah yeah and you get there you're like i'm dying i'm so tired <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and then on top of that i'm just doing a lot of aerobic stuff you know on oh. the other days so i'm trying to just make it the same so like tuesday monday tuesday two sessions a day wednesday one as like a recovery day thursday friday two sessions a day and then saturday one as a recovery day and then you know depending on what comes up i can always change that around but yeah nice that's kind of those are my anchors yeah so while i have those anchors there i can then build everything around it more easily in terms of eating well in terms of sleeping well and making sure i'm in bed by a certain hour making sure i'm up by a certain hour and then anything additional on top of that with like, I want to put aside an hour in the evening for reading before bed and then trying to get my five minutes of breath a day, which Hmm. I have to admit, I don't do every day, but I'll say I probably hit that like five days out of the week, which I think is like a good start. Yeah, a good start. So I'm not going to like, you know, like just flog myself, just like, no, you didn't do it today. You're a horrible person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I think, well, it's easy for me to do that because I, that's a schedule that I'm used to already. It's not like I'm jumping into it and being like, you know, from zero being like, I'm going to do all this. Cause yeah. that would be, be too much. Yeah. You've just adapted something that you're used to already. Yeah. yeah. What's it like actually in the PI? Yeah. Because when you were here last time, yep. you were, you hadn't even gone yet. No. And now you've and been there for like a year. Yeah. Yeah. I just found out the last time I was here, I just gotten word that I was going to, I got it. I was going to, I was going to go to try out. Yeah. I didn't even know if I was going to make it. Yeah. You know, um, so yes, yeah, so, oh my gosh, oh, so, so much long was, ago. Yeah, it was wow. June. It was or like something like that. June, May, last maybe July yeah. last year. Yeah. So um, I think my perception of what is possible in the realm of MMA has been blown out of the water mm. because I've also trained. Well, at that time, I trained a Phuket top team, you know, and that's a really big gym with fighters from all over the world, really high level. Um, and they had an MMA program there. But I guess I didn't realize how structured MMA could possibly be um, bef- um, until I got to the PI. And and you kind of think like, oh, you know, how much more structure can there be to MMA? Mm. And you're almost like taking a sport like basketball, like the NBA or like the NHL or the NFL. And then you're using like that professional level of structure and then applying it to MMA. And mm. so... You have your, you know, we have an SNC coach that has um, experience with combat athletes in, in, the, in the Olympics. We have a nutritionist that also has the same kind of experience, has a PhD in weight cutting. We oh, have whoa. a head, yeah. 
uh, both of our MMA coaches um, were UFC fighters, mm. you know, and then our head coach, Dean Amasinger, has this super comprehensive MMA syllabus, mm. like a school, like, like you would go oh, wow. take a class, a course at a university, like a super extensive where everything, every single technique is mapped out and as it, how it relates to each other. And so he has a lesson plan on an iPad with on going live from specific positions, like down to the minute of like the warm up and the cool down. Oh, wow. And so every session is two hours long. Um, the first bit is a warm up, and the warm up is gonna is taken by the SNC coach. So the MMA coach has nothing to do with the warm up. Mm. Is the SNC coach taking us through it? So it's everything, and you never do this. Like when you go to an MMA class or like a martial arts class, you'll do like your basic warm up. Everybody could be like run around the room, yeah. grapevine, um, jumping jacks, yeah, hip then, things, yeah, like hip openers, you know. And that could be like five ten minutes because a class is only an hour, so you can't be doing it, you know, shrimping like all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, which we do. We do the jiu-jitsu specific stuff on a jiu-jitsu day. But on days where we wrestle, on days where we spar, the SNC coach comes in and takes it, takes it and we'll do foam rolling. We'll do dynamic stretching. We'll right. do uh, neck strengthening exercises, like remedial things. We'll do um, with the tennis balls, like reaction drills, you know, mm. like bouncing and hand-eye coordination. Those are fun. I love those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah they're fun. <laughs> yeah. And it, you're kind of going in a circuit, you know, yeah. so it's like always something different. Or like some kind of obstacle course, you know, where you're doing like this, like, yeah, yeah. kind of like high knees, kickbacks and then like bear crawls and this and that. Um, and uh, and so after he takes that and that could be like 15 to 20 minutes. So it's not. And then we'll do our shadow boxing. So it's not just shadow boxing because mm. you don't really that doesn't really do anything, honestly. Yeah. No. So now your body's properly activated. We'll do glute, glute activation, shoulder dislocations. Mm. So your body's properly primed at that point. Mm. And then you go into the actual workout, you know, and it could be like, you know, whatever it is. Well, oiled machine. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Because we have the time, you know, because it's, it's a yeah. two-hour session, so it's not all two hours of sparring. Um, and so, yeah, so it's down to the minute. Like, they know exactly what we're going to do. And uh, it's a little tricky because, so I'm the only one that speaks English in the whole program. Yeah. So I'm, I'm the only one that understands both the, the coaches and my teammates. Um, obviously, and the translator. So everything has to be translated through a translator. So it takes a little bit more extra time. So it's like kind of like double the time to explain one technique, which is a bit tricky. Yeah. But the good thing is like everyone has a very high level there. So it doesn't take too much time. It's also like maybe it might not be something that they've never seen. It could be just mm. a different variation of what they've been exposed to. Well, I think the, also the, the lovely, beautiful thing about the sport is that, and it's something that I love about it so much, is that you can go anywhere in the world and you don't even really need to speak English yeah. to be like, this mm -hmm. is what we're going to do. <laughs> and you can show them, obviously, like, you know, where to apply pressure, maybe you might need to have yeah. some ex explanation, but even that you can kind of yeah, just go 100%. like here on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can kind of get it. Yeah, so. so they see it visually and also yeah. like if they still don't get it, like you, okay, come over here, I'll do it to you. And then once yeah. you feel it, then, then like, you know. <sighs> yeah. But that's, I mean, I think being the only person uh, that sort of speaks English there what might add to the pressure of being there, but is there, do you feel pressure being there, like having these sort of very well planned out demands for you? Like what, how is that? Yeah, uh, for sure. For mentally as For well? sure. Yeah. Um, because we'll do, so we'll do our two hours in the morning and then two hours in the afternoon. That's four times a week. So those are like heavy days. And then two of the days will be like our deload days where we just do one session. Um, 
it's very stressful. Yeah. <laughs> it's constant. Like I, it's not that I've never like trained hard before. Like, you know, there are always times where we train hard, but it can be like two, two, one hour sessions a day or like maybe one, one and a half hour. And there's, there's less structure to that. And it's not that I don't get tired doing that, but like when you're, when you're training four hours a day and there's always an intention behind every single thing that we're doing, it's super exhausting. Mm. Also, you know, being in a group where it's like, I can go to like a jujitsu class and I can be like, you know, there might be some pro fighters, maybe, maybe there won't be, I don't know, but there'll be high level guys that'll kick my ass, but there'll also be maybe some guys who are not as fit that I could do really well against mm. just because pure athleticism, you know? But for the first time ever, I'm in this environment where I can't do that. Mm. Like everybody is at a high level. Everybody is athletic. Oh like <laughs> don't get away with anything. Like things that work for me in a, in a regular class, <laughs> don't work for me there. Yeah. Even jujitsu where I'm like, oh, I thought I was good at jujitsu. Nope. <laughs> thought I was strong. <laughs> no, not at all. These guys will scramble out of everything, you know, and they're so sprightly and everyone recovers so quickly. And so needing to be like, wow, like bring up your game because everyone's at the certain level and everyone's at the certain intensity. And I, f have de I definitely feel the difference with the way that I drill, the way that I spar and the urgency that I now have mm. that I never had before and that intensity. Um, so it's a lot of pressure, of course, because, you know, it's a lot, it's a huge investment that they're putting on us, you know, every single day. Like it's so official. It feels a very corporate environment, you know. Um, and obviously the goal is to get, to try to get us all into the UFC. That's the whole point of the program, to have us there. And, you know, all we have to do is put in our effort. Mm. We don't have to pay. Like we don't, we, you know, they sponsor us. They, they give us a place to stay. They give us food. They give us training. They give us physiotherapy. They give us recovery. Everything. Yeah. What so more can you really ask there, for? There's, there's no more. Yeah. So then if you don't make it in this environment and you don't show potential, then you're in the wrong sport. Mm. There's no way. If you're not progressing, like, by leaps and bounds within that six-month period, mm. um, you're, the, uh, you're just not made for this sport. Like, it's just not working out, you mm. know? So there's also that pressure with, like, I have to be better. But it's also, like, we're training so much that your body's breaking down. We're also recovering. And they're playing around with the intensities. Mm. We're, like, we have red, yellow, green mm. week to week. And then we have red, yellow, green day to day and red, yellow, green class to class. Oh, gee. So those intensities are different. And so there's little cycles, almost like, yeah, it's a massive amount of like possibilities per week of what to expect, even though the classes are still going to be similar with like Monday, you know, uh, Mondays and, and Thursdays are wrestling and then Tuesdays, Fridays are sparring. But because of the intensities and then what we do in the afternoon is like an SNC and then also like a, uh, some kind of skill session as well that's like split up between like MMA wrestling or MMA striking and everything is MMA focused so we won't we don't do a lot of wrestling that's just wrestling you know right we'll do wrestling with gloves on with the option to punch and so it's properly properly geared towards MMA yeah and the only thing that we'll do like that's quite different is probably jiu-jitsu but we only do that once a week that's or if we're doing something specific, yeah. So I've, I've never trained as little jiu-jitsu as I have while being there, but I've also never trained as much MMA yeah. ever 
just MMA. So we do a lot of MMA techniques, a lot of wall wrestling. Mm. We spend a lot of time on wall wrestling. And that's something that a lot of gyms all over the world, like they're, f- I don't know, like I don't even think you can count on one hand the number of gyms that focus that much on wall wrestling, mm. which is such a big part of MMA. And people just don't do it. What's the only real time that you, is the only real sport that you have that time yeah. against the wall, unless maybe you like ice hockey. Yeah, but yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> but even then, you're just like, exactly. it's, not, it's not the same. You yeah. don't have to sort of like wriggle your way uh, or wizard your way out of something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And like regular wrestling is totally different from all wrestling, too. Completely different. Super tiring. I find wrestling probably. I don't know if I would say the most, but in terms of like pressure and strength and that combination of like energy systems, wrestling is, I think in my opinion, just the most gritty. Oh yeah, Yeah. 100%. (laughs) Like I feel like MMA sparring is, I wouldn't say it's easier, but it's like fun because you get to strike. And so your mind is off the fact that it's hard sometimes. Yeah. With wrestling, it's hard every single second of the session mm. and uh m- we get more injuries from wrestling than we do anything else i, I put i put my my prolapse oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah yep i remember that yeah yeah, shit. yeah. there's actually there's a trend with like specific techniques that we do in wrestling class and the number of people that go see the physio mm. the following week oh. yeah and so you know if it's a red week like the physio will be busy. Yeah. You know? But it's not something that they can, even though we're like, yeah, we have all this technology and all this knowledge to like try to minimize injuries, injuries will still happen. Yeah. There's still like pretty savage injuries that happen, you know? Like, what do you, you know, there's no getting around it. Um, and so just be, having the resources to try to help aid that so that you can recover more quickly, mm. but it's still there, you know? So I think with injuries and, you know, I think it's so easy to have them affect you like long term as well. And it'd be such a relief in some sense to be in an environment where, you know, where people are kind of like, it's normal. You're fine. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, you're over here and you're not, you're part of this life where it's like a luxury or or it's like, oh, wow, you do this. Wow. And you're like, yeah, okay, (laughs) sure. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. But then when you get injured, you're like, okay, I need to go back to the gym. And then Mm -hmm. people are like, are you crazy? Yeah. Do you know the risks involved? And you're like, do I know the risk involved? Yeah. Maybe I won't go, go back to the gym in case yeah. I die. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's always like that. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like trying to trying to hover between like, you know, um, being being like kind of like shaking it off, mm. but also like not being stupid. Yeah, like listening to your body, but also uh, yeah. also not. Yeah, because because also like your psychology, right? It's like how you feel, how your body feels. You're like, oh, I don't feel good. And then you kind of start doubting yourself. But then you have somebody there to like, okay, what's wrong with you? Let's just see. Let's just test and do some tests. You're like, oh, you're fine. It's just a little bit of a whatever. Mm. Why don't you just stay away from X positions, Mm. like these positions, and then you can focus more on these. And just with that peace of mind, you're like, okay, I can still train. Maybe I can just do like a modified version of training and I'll be okay. And that's... I think one thing that we do really well over at the PI is there's three statuses that you can have with training. You can have, you know, fit to train, which is normal. You can have modified training or you can have, uh, what's the other one? Like no training. Bitch training. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like that would be like you can't join the class at all because like there's something wrong that you just can't get around. And yeah. so you might be, you'll be down in the S&C 
in the gym doing a session with SNC coach. So you'll, oh, you're always training no matter what. Right. Even if your leg was busted, you'd be doing some kind of upper body work with SNC coach while everyone else is wrestling. Oh, that's so yeah. awesome. And then modified training would be, okay, maybe this person can still do the technique, but they can't spar in the live, in the live rounds. And so what they'll do is they'll bring up little elevator um, assault bikes next to the, and put them next to the mat. And so you, you go do your, yeah. <laughs> for being injured. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it is harder, honestly. Yeah. So you'll go do your technique. And then when everyone's doing the live rounds, you jump on the bike. And then you'll pick somebody to kind of match their intensity. So if they're sparring, oh, you're cool. going at a certain wattage, which would oh, be like, you know, cool. whatever. Yeah, I like that. I like the, the interactiveness of being like, that is the person. I did that the other day on a run. So oh yeah, I get really competitive when I run, which is I think what makes me tire out. Oh, quite I'm quick. glad I don't. I don't get that. I think that's why running's working out for me now because I'm not competitive when it comes to that. Oh man, I've been trying to manage it. So last two runs have been successful in terms of not being competitive. More, more successful. Uh-huh. So uh, one guy ran past me, and I was like, okay, that's fine. Let's just see what kind of a pace he's running at. So I tried to like match his feet, oh, like wow. exactly, and I was like, no, his legs are too long. So no, no, no fine. Yeah. But but I like doing the, these kind of things. So uh, I think uh-huh. if I was stuck on a salt bike, that's a nice way to go about it. Yeah, yeah. At yeah. least it's like you're not you're not just like being told like ten seconds on, twenty seconds off. It's like yeah. oh, you're looking at this clock. At least you're like looking at people and you're watching the training. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's pretty cool. And you, yeah, it's interactive because yeah. you're you know visual. Yeah. And yeah. So it's great cool. that we there's always a way, and they always show you that. Like yeah. they're always like there's always a way. Like you're here for a reason. That's and they, awesome. they constantly remind us that like there, there are thousands of people that want to be here right now yeah. that would do anything to be here right now. But you guys are here. Mm. So make sure you're making the most out of it. And it's everything. It's the general attitude. You know, it's obviously doing everything within your control and your power to maximize your effort. Mm. But also like little things like how you interact with your teammates, how you help other people. Are you keeping the space clean you know they're always like this is your home like keep it clean mm-hmm. don't leave bottles all over the place tape you know be respectful to then to Turn to the space where you yeah, are exactly yeah the opportunity if it's not have. you know your trash like pick it up you know like little things like that and that that comes with the discipline it's like we're fortunate that we don't have to clean the mats you know i don't think we do a very good job anyway yeah. to their standards. <laughs> so they you know people properly disinfecting everything but it's like there are other gyms where people do have to clean the mats, you know? So it's like if all we have to do is clean up, clean up after ourselves, like that's like not like the bare minimum. Mm. And then on top of that, um, you know, not, you know, putting in that effort. Like a lot of, everyone's tired. Like get, you're going to get to a point in like Red Week where like everyone is just smashed, especially if you're in fight camp, you know? So and then you can start feeling sorry for yourself because it's like, oh, I, I know that I'm not at 100% or maybe I'm at like 60% this week because they're running us into the ground and trying to overload that stimulus, you know, so that you can get the next week, the following week is a green week where you can recover. And so you're not yourself. You're not going to be able to compete with the people that you're normally competitive with. Mm-hmm. You're not going to win the rounds you normally win. In fact, you're probably going to be losing most of your rounds because maybe somebody else isn't in fight camp. They're well fed. Maybe they're not dieting, you know? So having to deal with the psychological effect of like, I'm not going to be my best today. Like, am I going to just like kind of shrink away and like not put forth the effort? Cause I know I'm going to lose anyway. What's, what's the point, mm-hmm. you know? And that ego thing, or are you going to put it all out in the line and let this person just ragdoll you, but <laughs> keep coming up, keep getting up, you know, and keep trying. Um, and that's where that, 
mental you know part of it comes too that's along with the psychological part and so mm. it's that it's like when you have nothing left you just like keep just putting one push. foot in front of the other and yeah. just finish finish that class you just know? do the thing yeah, yeah. And i think at the end of the day you're just like i just fought a war you know <laughs> even though it's just like a tuesday <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, um, oh shit i've got like four more days of this. yeah exactly exactly <gasps> So, uh, yeah, so I have to say, like, in terms of volume, I've never trained with that much volume, that many hours, you know, and then we take our recovery super seriously too, mandatory ice bath. Yeah, I wanted to know because, like, there's definitely, at least with, like, some of my clients, um, uh, they are very, like, go, 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 go. And then, like, when I sort of introduce, like, recovery things or mobility things, like foam rolling, stuff like this, I start to see their improvements. At a professional level, what would you say is, like, the ratio to output versus recovery or, like, hardcore versus recovery? It's like, I mean, we have to do recovery after every session. Mm. And it's mandatory. So, like, we do our heavy, intense sessions in the morning. And then it's always going to be either contrast therapy or, or like an ice, just like a prolonged period. Contrast therapy meaning hot, cold, yeah. hot, yeah. cold. So it'd be hot, cold, like two minutes, one minute, four sets. Or it could be just eight minutes straight in, in the cold pool, which is like, it's, it's hard. That's like, it's, it's so cold, it's burning, yeah. you know? And you have to breathe. You have to like Wim be Hoff. so present. Be Wim Hof. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those are non-negotiable. And then in the afternoon, we'll also do another one, whether we always do a stretch as well. Hmm. But then after that, it's like, we'll also do like a team sauna. Where it's like, everyone get down to the sauna, you know, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. It's like easy. Not, well, not easy, depending on how long they make you stay in there. Hmm. Um, so super important. And I feel like you have to be doing something like, and I used to be back in Phuket, especially because you're lazy. Like you, you, you've just worked out so hard. It's like the last thing you want to do is like hang around like extra half an hour. You just want to like lie down, you know, or like to get, take a shower. Um, but it's super important. You know, it sets you up for that next session. So yeah. whether it's like you do, we'll do some breathing exercises sometimes too. So we'll try to get into that parasympathetic state. Um, and so we'll do like a combination of different things, but definitely one thing, at least w- pick one thing, you know, obviously after a run, you'd probably, you're better off stretching or something intense. Contrast therapy is amazing. Like yeah. I, the ice bath, like I can't even, now that I've, I know what it feels like. It's like now I'm just like, God, I wish I had access to that. You know, <laughs> like I know how good I'd feel after that. Yeah. It can really help you immensely, even though it's so uncomfortable and it's like super just like, ugh, I don't want to be there. It's like, it hurt. It almost like it sometimes like when you're stings. like so beat down, you're just like, I don't know. I have the energy for that. Like, I don't mm. know. I have the, what I need to like survive that, you know? Yeah. But you know, you just have to have to like make yourself do it. Oh. Yeah, so really important, definitely. Like everything from like soft tissue, like foam rolling. Soft tissue stuff is like, woo, number one. Like I feel like I can go get a massage, but you know, when they're doing a full body, they're not really focusing on the areas where you need it. Unless you go to somewhere like a sports uh, professional, then then it's like too expensive. And I feel like so much can be done with a foam roll and like a massage ball. Yeah, man. You really, and you know exactly where you're going to 
go to because you can feel it out, feel it out yourself. Yeah. You can feel the quality of your tissue. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, and I so, love that stuff. Yeah. So, much. so like you're watching TV, like you can sit on a massage ball mm. and get it to like get into your glutes. Yes. Nice. Even though it's like uncomfortable, I hate it. I'll oh. say this now and then I'll be home and I should do it and I'll be like, mm, yeah, maybe later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I yeah. No, I'm big on a recovery. I'm yeah. big on like foam rolling. Oh, it's, um, it's, that's the thing that they also say. It's like you're, it's not so much an issue of overtraining. It's an issue of under recovering mm-hmm. because you can train four hours a day. Like if you have the time to do it, you can, mm-hmm. but if you're not sleeping enough, you're not eating well and you're not doing the recovery, yeah, then you're, you're overtrained. Yeah, your body's then you're gonna... ruining yourself. But you can do that four hours a day, sleep eight, nine hours, do all the recovery stuff you need to hi- properly hydrate, eat well, mm-hmm. then you're a lot better off. Do you ever feel like um, like you're just like like a machine or like a specimen and they're just like scientifically ex- ex- oh, yeah. experimenting yeah, with you yeah. to make That's you just like is. super athlete? We're like, so, so. yeah, <laughs> so excited. Like, yeah, yeah super <laughs> athlete. <laughs> 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 I know, sorry. Not, not good for Corona, not good for Corona. Um, uh. Yeah, for sure, definitely. It's exciting. It's super exciting. You're yeah. in there. It's like nobody is doing this anywhere else in the world. Yeah. And it's so... It's like we have Olympic teams and athletes come in and see it and they're just like, wow, you know? So mm. it's like, whoa, we're in the right place. Like no one else is doing this. No one else has an opportunity. And so you definitely feel like that. But it's also, they're like breaking us down so much. Just, you know, breaking us down just to build us up, just to break us down even more. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you, I, there's not so much time where I feel like I'm unstoppable today, you know, because yeah. you're just like humbled right away because training is so intense. Yeah. But when you, they are designing for you to peak, um, and they only have you peak when you're fighting, like not any other time. Mm. Like they really, really try to save that intensity for the fight. Mm. And so after the fight camp, you're just like not peaked anymore. It, it's crazy how they design it. So that you're peaking in that one moment mm. and not any other moment. That's really And so on that week, like you will feel, or maybe not fight, but like around then you will feel incredible. Just like. I'm just going to rip someone's head off. Oh, nice. Like great. physically, yeah. like the best place that you could be. And what's that? Okay. So to get there, I imagine mentally is quite a challenge. Yeah. Um, explain sort of your, or what are some of the experiences that you've had where you've been like, I know that this is going to be good for me, but in oh, this yeah. moment. Oh yeah. It's like fight camp, right? Mm. So we have the six weeks. And so during those six weeks, it's almost like they cater the training towards the people who are fighting. And so in a, in a sparring, the people who are fighting will get five, five minute rounds in a row. Mm, mm. And then everyone else who's not fighting are helping them by being fresh. Mm. So if you're a fresh partner, you're sparring every other round. So you get a whole round to rest. Nice. So you're ready. <laughs> and then they'll basically, in the beginning of the class, they'll be like, okay, guys, be a good training partner. Uh, make sure you're well rested so you can give the guys who are in fight camp the right pressure yeah. and really give it to them. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're, you know, when they say that, you're just like, oh, and you're the one in fight camp. You're like, good God, like this is going to be one of those days. Yeah. And even just because you're depleted already, you just, it's, you don't, you walk in, we walk in onto the mat, you can already feel like the energy is like sucked out of you. But you're like, I just got to get through it. Like you already know that you're not going to have the juice to perform well, or maybe you will, you know, maybe you might surprise yourself. But you can't just expect that you're going to smash anyone that day. Mm. You just have to, you know, the focus is to do as best as I possibly can Mm. against these savages who are well-fed, well-rested, like 
jumping onto the mat like with a spring in their step and you're like damn like this is gonna be one of those days oh thanks and then you're, you already went three rounds in a row and you're dying and they're like alright next person in this person has just rested and they're feeling like freaking ready to go and they're trying to help you and they've been told in order to help you they need to go hard and so you know that they're gonna bring it and you just need to brace yourself and sometimes by that fourth round like you have nothing left because you're gassed already mm. And you just have to hold it together, you know? And it's almost like you're just being ragdolled, but then you just have to keep, you know, listening to the, what the coach is saying. And usually it's just get up, just respond, get up. And then, you know, like just follow instructions with like what they're trying to get you to do technique wise. And sometimes they'll get you to do something. You're just like, I've, in your mind, you're just like, I have no energy to do that. Mm. But you just try. You just have to try. You know, you can't just be laying there like a dead fish. <laughs> and so it's those moments. <laughs> that really builds you up mentally because you just really suffer so much. And I firmly believe that we train harder than any fight can be. Mm. Um, because it's every, it's just a whole six week process of like so much, you know? Um, well, I wouldn't say that it like all fights are, are easier than that because there's some like five round fights that are just going to be crazy wars. And those yeah. are, and that's what, <laughs> that's what we prepare for, you yeah. know? We prepare for that. And so it's like the feeling you get of being stuck underneath somebody's full weight while they're smashing you, like that feeling, of course, like you don't want to be there. Yeah. But like how many people can handle themselves with that kind of pressure? Mm -hmm. You know, how many mm -hmm. people can make decisions still yeah. under that kind of pressure and be like, okay, I'm in the bottom right now. I need to get up. Someone's, you know, doing my head in. Um, I'm tired. I'm bleeding. Maybe I'm, I'm hurt. Maybe, but I just need to, react Just react react yeah and so that's you know what it is and sometimes like when you have a, an injury close to a fight mm. um the coaches might even just you know within the parameters of not completely injuring you so you're unfit like to exploit fight exploit it to get they'll just be like stay in there like yeah. you're gonna go no, one more round you know yeah. just so you know you're gonna be fighting anyway and you're gonna be fighting with that specific injury mm. and so if it's affecting you want, here yeah they How's don't want you, you to just stress out in the fight because you're like, oh my God, I have this thing. Like I can't fight through it. Yeah. And so they just practice, you know, have you practice doing that in training. And they're just like, this is your last hard spar. Like get it done. You know, you're going to get it done right here. Even if you're like crying, you're like in a heap on the ground. You're <laughs> thinking can't. like they're going to take titty. They're not going no. to, you know, <laughs> but in a good way, in, in yeah. the best possible way. And so you just get it done. I mean, I've, I've seen this firsthand actually yeah. happen. It hasn't happened to me, but I've, I've seen it happen. So, um, you know, a lot of the things, even though it's like physical based, it's all really mental. It's a lot of mental. It's all mental. Yeah. What's, um, uh, you talked, mentioned being like gassed out or feeling gassed out. What is that experience like for you, both physically and mentally? Oh, it's very disarming. Mm. It's like everything that I know and all the experience that I have, mm will not save me here, mm. you know, which is why they, they're one of their main goals in the fight camp is not only just to make sure that you have all the skills that you need to win the fight. It's to make sure that my coach always says like, you guys are going to be the most fit team in China. Like you guys are going to be the most fit team. Like, I don't care about, you know, technically who knows, although I'm pretty certain as well, like we're the most technical team in all, of, you know, just with what we have available. But, He's like, I don't, you know, the priority is going to be you're going to be the fittest team because when it comes down to it, two people who are like 
even in terms of technical ability, or even one person who might be more technical, technic, te- more technical, more experienced, but they get tired first. The other person has a h- way bigger advantage, mm-hmm. way bigger. Because if you're not tired, you can't execute anything you know. Mm-hmm. That's it. You're just shrinking away. You're just trying not to get hit, um, and you're just kind of a shell of yourself. Mm. And so we do our shark tanks, which is like the hardest part of the week. Where you're doing three five minute rounds of constant work, fresh person and you're wrestling you, you're hitting pads, you're on the bike, you're doing this, ground and pound, and then while someone's pulling at your waist, and that's to mimic the feeling of just having nothing left, but you just keep going, and your technique's gonna be terrible. Yeah, like your hands aren't <laughs> even up anymore by that point. Like it takes nothing for someone to yeah. take you down, but they're taking you down over and over again. And all you have to do is just get back up, get back up, get back up. It's what it's like, like to fight Khabib. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's almost like you feel like a drunk homeless person. That's what yeah. you look like on video. You don't even <laughs> want people to see that. But, um, but that's just that's all the effort that you have to manage to scramble back up. And uh, so fitness is the number one thing that we focus on. And so it's like, when I see my, I mean, all of my teammates, I, I haven't had the chance yet. Well, my last fight was short, so I haven't had the chance yet to go the full three rounds. But I reckon if I did, I would feel more composed then than I would have ever felt in previous fights fighting mm. that much. Because it's always, that's always the biggest fear of like getting on a fight and then feeling tired. Mm. And then you're like, oh man, yeah, I'm tired now. <laughs> and you hear people go to their corners and then they'll say, how's it going? How are you doing? And they'll say, I'm tired. And that moment, mm. that's like, that's the first step in like defeat already. That's what I was because just Because you're thinking. mentally just like, you just said it. Resigned to yes. that. Oh, I'm tired. And so now you've just placed a limit and that's your excuse now. I'm tired. Yeah. And so that'll always be there yeah. moving forward. Yeah. You know? And so that's the number one focus. Even though I am tired, it's like, if I can just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, then I can be like, okay, I'm familiar with this feeling of tired. I'm familiar with this feeling and I can hold out a little bit longer. It's almost like holding your breath. Mm. You feel that your diaphragm kick and you start to swallow and you're like, oh my God, it's so uncomfortable. Mm. And then, but once you keep practicing that, then you can like hold it for longer. You're more familiar with that. Like, okay, I'm running out of mm. breath. Like I'm here, I've been here before. And so I can hold out a little bit longer. Mm. And so that's how we do it. That's um, something that I've sort of picked up from doing Qigong. Okay. It's just breathing, I guess, yeah. essentially, is like that control uh, of your diaphragm and that pressure of like, of your breath. Yeah. Really. It's so, it's so interesting. And like, I say breath work is a part of your program, ah. but since it being part of my program as well, like it's, it's very interesting the stuff that it does for you yeah. and your ability to like continue. and it's like anything that you're feeling emotionally you know you know when you start get, getting agitated someone says something mm. you get offended like whatever it is like something's bothering you you feel your throat get dry you like feel something in your stomach your like throat kind of you swallow and it, it's kind of sore you know and then you, you're taking shallow breaths but things that you're not conscious that you're just automatically doing because that's your body's natural reaction to the emotion mm-hmm. and being able to control the breath you're almost able to con- change your, your state right mm-hmm. and they always say that change your state of being but it's 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 true because yeah. if you can control that 
then you can change the way that your mind processes. Yeah. And it's all the chemicals and I can't even, you know, I don't have the scientific jargon to properly explain it. It's out there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me, you can go look it up. But you feel it right away Mm. with just like, and you can feel it in your body. Mm. And that's like the biggest cue, right? Yeah, no, it's been um, it's been very eye opening uh, for me, and I, I'm like, I want to invite everyone to come. Yeah, to going with me. <laughs> it's almost like you want to start. People are like, oh, what will give me the edge? Yeah. What, what will give me like, you know, m- help me recover faster, help me perform better, help me do this, and we do that, and then you're like, well, I have this magic pill that's gonna give it to you, yeah. and it's like, called this. Yeah, and you must try yeah. it. <laughs> it's called breath work, and they're like, oh, breathing, what? What's really? cool about Qigong, which I've sort of just realized, is that like some of the forms that you go into, they make sure that all of your muscles are uh, activated within full lengthening. Mm. So um, that's one of the things that I really like is that like, you know, so say for example, you get like lots of meatheads that have like really big shoulders, yeah. uh, really big chests. So their shoulders are like rolling forward because yeah. these are these are not tight pushed yeah. into like full extension. Uh-huh. So some of the things that are that uh, now I've started to realize is like how amazing it is not just for your diaphragm and could in your brain but also like just everything within your body mm-hmm. it's so cool yeah I can't just get over the it. opening <laughs> up the posturing right yeah and yeah then when you post when you're in a good posture and you're opened up that's when you can that's take in more so air as well strong as well like I've, I've heard of people like with disease and like you know certain cancers recover from qigong like i don't you know who knows but I don't doubt that mm. because you're basically changing like how your internal is, you know, system is working. Yeah. And you're, I think, cause the way that I find I have to focus on different parts of breathing, like with breath work, obviously you're just focusing on your breath and what's going on mm-hmm. and, and that discomfort. And then with Qigong, it's like you're focusing on your breath, that discomfort, and then whether your body is in proper alignment and like if you're in a strong position, how, where's your back, mm. where's your neck? Like we've been doing a lot of neck stuff, uh-huh. uh, which is very neck stuff is a new thing. Next stuff, next is stuff. Hey, it's so hot right now. <laughs> it's good, man. Yeah, it's so good. I never knew I could get so strong by like uh, okay. double yeah. chins. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's like so. Oh man, you have to come join us sometime. Just oh, saying. I'm down. I yeah. totally can see the benefit of that yeah. for sure. Yeah, we I mean, just combining yeah. breath with movement is super difficult. Mm-hmm. Super difficult. Like I was doing a little bit of that. Back in Phuket with uh, one of my really good friends, WTF Empire. She, she, you know, that's her main thing. I just started following her through you, actually. Yeah, yeah. she's great. She's great with that. Yeah. Um, she knows so much and just helping athletes recover. And that's combined. And I'm, I'm doing all this like lying on my back. And that was already like tough for me to be like doing movement along with breath. So I can only imagine standing mm. and having to have a posture while breathing. That sounds really difficult. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. We just got Max into it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so he's sort of just got in, like, just started understanding it. So we're like, we've got a little that, posse. I think that, yeah, I think that would be amazing. Yeah. I'd so down. Come, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Down. Yeah, we're, we're doing it Tuesday, Thursday lunchtimes okay. at the moment. So, and normally I'll go for like, or oh, I'll try to go for a run before. Okay. So, possibly. Okay. I'll Definitely. Up. 100%. Yeah, cool. Because you're here for a little while. Yeah, know. at least six weeks. Okay. Until, uh, well, we'll see, like, the date could get pushed back again. Yeah. You know, like, everything. <sighs> like, everything. We were, like, push back gyms, push yeah. back this. Um, but it's, like, kind of, everyone's on the same boat. Yeah. So, that's a, there's almost, like, a comfort in that. Yeah. 
you know? Um, Same time. Then it's like not like I'm being held back. Because then I, everything's perspective. It's like I, yes, like gyms are closed. You know, all the promotions are like on pause. Like no one can do anything and everyone wants to fight, you know, and time still passes. So then you're like, oh, I'm behind. But really you're not because no one else is doing it. And also what's alternative? Like I know what it's like to be injured, to be pulled from fighting because of injury. That is debilitating. And that is horrendous, you know, to like not be able to do anything and just have to wait for time to pass. Mm. There's so much you can do. You've experienced like a greater loss of control. Right. Yeah. Control is like nothing. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's what. Yeah. Yeah. See, like things like that. Like you don't learn the lesson until like way later. But um, just every time I kind of want to feel sorry for myself. And of course, it's all self-serving thoughts of like oh, like this year was supposed to be my year and I really wanted to get so much done and now I can't and then now I'm going to be pulled back and then who knows how many more years, blah, blah, blah. But it's also like a time for me to be injury-free, work on myself, things that I'm neglecting, maybe outside of fighting as well, relationships, family, become a runner, you know, overcome that, that you know, goal. Um, and also put things into perspective with like there are a lot of other people whose lives are in danger and at risk who are like fighting this fight and like who are super stressed out right now Mm. and all I have to do is just like you know not get sick get sick yeah exactly (laughs) not get sick and just like you know just keep focused and Mm. so and then when you think about it like that then it's like well all that anxiety just kind of washes away Mm. you know because anxiety is almost it's almost like it's almost a choice. Obviously for people who have medical conditions that cause it, like that's different. But if you're a normal person, normal health, like anxiety is a choice Mm. and it's really the way that you frame things. And if you're in the frame of mind that causes anxiety, perhaps you, because of that anxiety, you're perpetuating even more anxiety Mm. and you just have to, that pattern interrupt Mm. is your responsibility to Mm. kind of pause, ask yourself the right questions and be like, why why do i feel like this and like how can i change that and there's always another side of things where you could be like yo it could be worse you know like and i have all these things available to me like i can do this and i can do that Mm. and then if you're focused on the things that you can do then you forget about all the things that you're missing out on Mm. and that's i think the first step to reducing that anxiety yeah man i'm gonna guess that that is your process yeah uh yeah Yeah, man, it is so valuable to have something like this in place. I think there's a lot of people now that are getting to this point and then being like, bah, yeah. I'm a victim. Yeah. And then you're like, but you can yeah. so just do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, take a second when you're like really feeling it, just to sit there and be like, let me just take my head out of my ass mm. and like look around and like look at all these other things that are going on mm. all over the world. And like, you know, relative to people working in the ER and like, you know, hospitals and like who are working like crazy long shifts and then like, you know, risking their lives, risking the lives of their families, this virus that's like really serious, you know, but you know, we, we stay at home and we're far removed from that. Um, and we're in the, we're, we're in uh, an environment of comfort, but it's like, there's so much else going on in this world. That's far bigger than you and your career and everything. Yeah. And if you have your health and you have the people that you love are healthy, like that's, that is truly everything. And I think... It's more than what some other people... Right, have. exactly. There are people who, you know, Rose Namajunas, who had like two family members die from I the know, virus. Like, I saw that what? this morning. I was like... That's wild. Yeah. Meanwhile, Dana White's just still Horrific. like, we're going to do yeah. it on an island. Oh, kudos <laughs> like, to that guy. That guy's a firecracker. <laughs> oh, never a dull moment. You know, no. good for the sport of MMA. I think he's a great energy. Yeah. And he's just, <laughs> 
I love that guy. It's not Uncle happening Dana. the event. No, no. yeah, it's, it's off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's just uh, framing. Mm. And uh, once you can, and that's really just controlling yourself, right? And self-mastery and on that path of, because you'll never get there, but like you can always walk in that direction. Yeah. Um, and make life just so much more enjoyable with what you have. Yeah. I think. It's in, yeah, it is in your control to do so. If you do not take control, that's on you. Right. You know, and anything can happen. It's like, I could, maybe this is, you know, my career could end at any point in time. You know, it's on the rise right now. And this morning I woke up to some amazing news, some potential opportunity in the world of MMA. Um, so can't really talk about it, but like, you know, that but just yay. put me, yeah, but that just put me in kind of like a, you know, it's like, wow, like now I'm like motivated. Like I was motivated before, you know, like hitting these home workouts, going on these runs and everything. And as soon as I saw that message on my phone, I was just like, like sprung out of bed, just mm. like, oh, I'm going to hit the state hard. You know, I'm going to like go on, go on that walk I'm supposed to go on. I'm going to go on that run and like do that workout and, and eat right. And, you know, it's like little things, you know, it's like, it's like if you're doing the right thing, like things will come to you. But yeah. also if it all were to end tomorrow, like, that would be freaking I mean it wouldn't be okay like it would take me a while to like get over that but I need to figure out a way to like get me over that Mm -hmm. you know and that's on me like I can't just be like go what was me you know (laughs) oh my god life is over because it's not Uh you know and there's so much more beyond fighting that I can do like I just need to find out how that is that I can add value yeah um constantly checking in with myself and knowing that that day will come Mm. and then you know I have to have some kind of plan going. I have to have you considered have to what that feels in. like. Yeah. yeah. Um, and not let, you, let it just be like a, you know, I'm nothing now. Who am I in my, you know, identity crisis and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Shit. I um, had something and then I listened more and then I completely forgot what I was no. going to say. Fuck. Um, <sighs> fuck now. We're talking about don't be a victim. Don't be a bitch. I know. <laughs> Fuck man, I forgot, but um, I'm sure it'll pop up at yeah. like a completely irrelevant time. Yeah. Um. Ten days from now, you'll be like, "Oh, oh that shit. thing is time's up." <laughs> I'm gonna, if I remember, I'm just okay. gonna send you okay. a message and be like, okay. "This is what I wanted to yeah, ask yeah, you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll do it like an extra, like appendix afterwards. I'll do an IG live. Yeah. And be like, "Hey, remember yeah, that yeah, thing?" Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm down. Always down. Yeah, but um, it is very. I'm very happy to hear that you sort of like ah I remember oh yes um yeah so I'm very happy to hear that these things are all like aligning for you I feel like alignment is such a special feeling and it only comes you know here and there once you put the work in so um yeah I mean I don't think it was a question it was more of a like Uh that's awesome yeah 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 I totally agree alignment like everything you know it's not just in fighting but like everything in your life in your relationships and, and people that you're around and, you know, you have to make sure everything is sort of in order, right. Yeah. To then be able to move forward. And I think the less that you, um, the more that you can like take care of, you know, and the more that you can like control that is within your control. If you can maximize that and also not stress out about things that are outside of that zone. Yeah. Then you're a smooth sailing really. Then to recognize when things are working for you yeah. and to appreciate them. Cause it's like, you could just get on with your daily life and then something will go wrong. You'd be like, everything's shit. Yeah. But everything was great before anything yeah. was shit. So yeah, it's all the highs and lows. It's like, 
highs will not last forever lows will not last forever like everything that you experience every single discomfort like every single setback it's not like you're in that moment and where your heart's broken you're like this is forever but that's what you that's a, what the brain thinks right or like when you're like hurting you're like this is forever i don't want to do this anymore yeah. <laughs> but it's never forever you know like you're never going to be on a high for a long period of time you're never going to low for a period of time so then it's just Make them notice that like that should get you through like the lows with like this isn't gonna last forever and the highs just like really appreciate them because this will not be forever and i think yeah. if you can just balance that you know happy days be, yeah exactly yeah. there you go well, that's all it is right yeah well yeah so thank you again thank you. for coming in thank you we finally got you here i know after, all this after time. so long yeah. i'm looking forward to the next one i know so much has happened in the time that you've been away so i'm yeah. really looking forward to seeing how it all sort of like gonna unravels be for you yeah we'll see how much further along i am as well that'll be exciting yeah yeah Ooh, exciting you for ramona um again uh ig people contacting you yes. ramona I'm... carla hit me up that's cool, it, okay. cool vlogs yeah <laughs> um oh yeah cool thank you thank you so much you all right okay okay goodbye goodbye okay. <laughs> um thank you guys for listening to another episode of the flow states pod flow flow sta- fuck thanks for listening to this episode of the ramona <laughs> <laughs> um i hope you guys liked it um and uh thanks to be frank for the roof over our heads um and uh see you